What do we decide on on topics? It's wrestling time. Go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your pro wrestling week in review. And I'm leaving that in there, that line. <laughs> um, so what are we yeah. talking about today? Uh, <laughs> thanks for following us here. Yeah. Uh, whatever we're at. Blah, 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 blah. Podcast.com. No, not .com. The wrestling show is after we've done like five other shows. Yes. Yes, we're a little drained. Our throats are raspy. We're punch drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little delirious. Slight. We're slappy. Yeah. And then it's time to talk wrestling. That's why we don't talk about all the other stuff happening. We just got a couple topics for tonight. Yes, because it's too much. And, and also, there's no A-dubs. So the only mm-hmm. wrestling I watch on a consistent basis is not here. Yeah. But let's yeah. go. Let's, let's do jump into it. So let's first topic I wrote down, Brock, was the return of Aleister Black on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Aleister Black in like six months. That kick was vicious. That kick yes. was fucking crazy. Looks like he got himself toned up really well, too. Yeah. He is in good shape. I don't, we've said it before, I don't know what you're doing. How can you screw up Aleister Black? He's so good. He's a good wrestler. He's a cool, like, he's cool looking. Like, you know. He I can just, talk. Yeah. He's got the look. He can move. I yeah. mean, like Rob Craig said a long time ago, Aleister Black is a main event main roster layup and you yeah. keep screwing him up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well he's one of those guys too. He's not very big. Mm-hmm. So you can convincingly fight <coughs> guys smaller than him and have good matches and guys much larger than him and have yeah. good matches. Yeah. yeah. You can put him against anybody and he looks like he belongs. I just hope he's not gonna come out with that light now and all that, you know. I used to like his dark entrance that he used to come I think out. that was all for the surprise of his return. Like what's going on? I kind agree. of deal, but I liked it. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. No, I hope he's not here to like though. The biggie's gonna squash him, and then that's the end of it. You know. I don't think so. They should have a good feud and figure out what you want to do. Hopefully, we'll see. I don't. I, it's WWE, so I, who knows? SmackDown's been good though. It was a good. You match. Might never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> It was a good match that they, they could, were going through. They could fire him like they did Todd Phillips today. Well, we'll get to Todd Phillips. Tom. Uh, Tom. Tom. Todd um, Phillips got fired, too. Overall, we, I thought the IC title match was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it bad? SmackDown's been really good. Like, they keep trying new guys out and stuff like that. It's not the same people over Except and over Except Buddy again. Murphy. Where the hell did Buddy Murphy go? I know who he pissed off. Yeah, I don't know either. Because Murphy is in ridiculous shape. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they're not using that guy either. That guy can go. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know, like I said, I don't know who he pissed off. He has an accent. He does. So Alistair Black's work, worked really hard on getting rid of his, so maybe that's why he's allowed to be on TV again. Alistair Black looks like your brother so much. Which one? Trevor. Uh, dude, which one? He looks like Levi. <laughs> I mean, he's got kind of long hair. I mean, he looks like Trevor with the beard and everything. Yeah. That's. I mean, they are really, really close to being lookalikes, those two. He's house show Trevor. He is. House show Trevor. He, uh, he doesn't look like house show Shawn Michaels, a.k.a. Rick Lincolnheimer. No. <laughs> but I'm glad he's back. Um, there's been a rumor going around that they're going to hire his wife back. That's what I heard too. I heard she's already been signed back. She's been personally training the Rock's daughter at the PC. Oh, really? Apparently. They brought her back as a trainer. I think that that was her way back into the door. Yeah. Because I guess Vince always liked her. Uh-huh. I mean, and I, 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 there were rumors that I've read. I don't, you know how wrestling rumors are. Is that he, you know, 
always wanted to use her more and had like you know saw potential in her and it was admired that she stood up for what she believed in and got fired over it yeah they need to i hope she's back and they do right by her because she's good Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic when they had a limited roster she was doing everything i know her stable she was saving everything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so hopefully her and mvp were like the stars of raw hopefully she's back and they do right by her put her on smackdown let her be with her husband Mm -hmm. because she's a talent so going over to monday night raw then um that they're this adnan vink guy or whatever that was their he was fired after his last appearance on Monday Night Raw. I don't, he wasn't good. No, it's like he didn't. It was like a fa- they let a fan in to who a fan who'd never watched before. The guy <laughs> is not bad on his baseball network and all that stuff, but he doesn't know. No, he's wrestling. got a good voice. He's a good announcer. He just doesn't know the product. Yeah, and that's they just threw him out to the wolves. Like I get wanting to be part of it and like going to NXT it makes like, no sense. Why don't you start him on main event? Yeah, mm-hmm. main event two hundred five live. I don't get you know it. any work your way up like Pat. Why do you works. do that with the with the talent? You make them start on these shows, but you didn't do with the announcer. Yeah, it makes no sense. Who's more important in, in a lot of sense than yeah. the in-ring He was talent. lost on that show. He was lost. Yeah, it's and then a, they fire Tom Phillips. Why they? Fi- I, I like Tom Phillips. <laughs> I don't understand it. First of all, why they ever demote him? And then fire his replacement within a month. Yeah, <laughs> and then he fire him the next no day. They, yeah, they. I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't understand. Was Tom Phillips making so much money that they need to let him go? No, I looked it up. He wasn't making anywhere near. He makes the same as Byron Saxton and these guys. Not anything great. And he's better than Byron Saxton. I, here, I'm gonna say, it. get rid of Jr. and A. Dub. I'd rather have Tom Phillips on there with Excalibur and and. Uh, well. I think Tom Phillips would be perfect for Rampage. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. A, a fresh show. Yeah. A fresh yeah. voice. Younger guy. Younger guy. He's good. If I was AEW, I would snatch up Tom Phillips for I Rampage. Tom Phillips. Because who else are you going to put on <laughs> Rampage as your announcer? Fucking obviously, I'm going to have the big show and Tom Phillips. Yeah, big show's horrible <laughs> as an announcer. I mean... Yeah, I mean, but all, all seriousness, like Taz is good. Yes. Taz and Tom Phillips would be good. Would be a great combo. Yes. Taz being mm-hmm. evil and Tom Phillips calling the match. Yeah. I actually like Taz and Excalibur more than I like Taz or Excalibur. I don't like Excalibur at all. Really? No. I, like I think he's so dumb. I don't mind him. But the things he tries to say and all that. Oh, don't be so well, Let's be honest. Excalibur is trying to keep two old men on task most of the time that he's on commentary. Let's talk about the match in the ring here for a minute. Like, he doesn't say that, but that's what he's always trying to do. Instead of whatever else you're talking about, JR. Uh And and I think he's got... Shivani can stay focused, but it is like... And and he gets made fun of. Like, like they just like make fun of his shit. Like, oh, you know, he'll say, call something that's, you know... Something that's been around forever. And Jerry's like, oh, I never heard it called that before. Like, yeah. Like, do what do I, we call that move again? Yeah, it's called punch in the face or something. Like that. It's just. I like mm-hmm. Taz a lot, though. I think Taz and Tom Phillips would be really good combo. Yes. They might mm-hmm. sign him. You may see that. Hopefully they do. Because he got wronged by them. He was mm-hmm. doing a great job on Raw. He was holding it together. Him and, and Samoa Joe, Joe, they were good. And then they, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Then they, them both in. So then they hired, as the new voice of Raw, this Jimmy Smith guy. 
Jimmy Smith's from uh, what's not that Jimmy old? Smith's. Oh, Jimmy Smith <laughs> has been. Um, he was a UFC announcer, uh-huh. and then he was an announcer on American Ninja Warrior. Okay, and now they brought him in recently, and he was doing like NXT takeover intros. Recently, you saw him. He was hyping the carrying across Balor match, doing okay. doing stuff like that. I've never heard him call wrestling before, but this feels like we're doing the same thing over again. He's mm-hmm. never called main event. a chance to learn. He's never got, called main event wrestling, and they're pulling him in, and he starts Monday. Why? Give him a chance. Yeah. Let him do some other shows. Again, put someone else you have currently in there. What are you doing? Yeah. Let Michael Cole do both t- shows yeah. for a few months until you get this guy warmed up a little bit. Yeah. Instead, he starts Monday. You're just repeating yourself. Apparently, this is a lot of that Nick Khan guy. That's what I've, I've heard, too, because he's trying to make it more mainstream. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're making money hand over fist, and they're just... And they don't care. We had an Adnan Vink, and then now you have Jimmy Oh, Smith. you can go back to Dio Madden. You can go... Yeah. Who was the guy the first the hosted the was the commentator in the first ever episode of Raw? He lasted one one night. Oh yeah, I forget who that was. Well, the voice of NXT, he was on Raw for for a while. The guy that does NXT, now, I forget. Yeah, whatever his name, he was there for a little while. Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. I like Vic Joseph on NXT. I think he's fine. Just call up Beth Phoenix and have her commentate on Raw. Oh God, Beth no. Phoenix. So yeah, a lot of craziness going on there. So uh, I also heard that they fired a whole bunch of uh, people who worked on the WWE Network. I heard that too. And they fired two referees. Yeah. Two additional ones since last week. Yeah, the two guys last week. What's his name? That one goofy idiot. Uh, the one QAnon conspiracy yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been doing a lot of firings and weird things and. So anyway, NXT um, Tuesday I thought was a solid show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good women's match to open it. I loved the Ted DiBiase stuff. <laughs> I, liked, so I didn't see that. Can you just explain to me, please? Ted DiBiase's been fucking with it, uh, yeah. Cameron Grimes. Yes. Been showing up, buying him out, doing yeah. all this stuff. Um, so Grimes challenged him to come off to have a millionaire face-off. I love that they have Cameron Grimes as a millionaire because of Bitcoin yeah. or whatever. And, and he's like, I've been trying to do things like you. I embarrass people for money, and I do all this <laughs> stuff. And then the Million Dollar Man was like, I like you. He's like, I think I, I see a young me in you, but you don't get it yet. He's like, I'm trying to teach you. And he's like, you don't get it yet. You're not quite there. And then L.A. Knight came out, made fun of Cameron Grimes, and ended up beating him up. And then... Million Dollar Man was like, I told you, you don't get it. And then he walked off with L.A. Knight like the two of them that are together. I, I'm all right with L.A. Knight and Million Dollar Man being together. I still don't think that'll get L.A. Knight over. I know. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think you give him a fucking ladder and a scissor lift and that guy ain't getting over on shit. But, yeah. like, it, it's not... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I think if they would have let him be Eli Drake. Yes. Yeah. An already established yeah. character. Knight. Yeah. It might have gotten over. But, but I like seeing D.B. Ossie. We'll see where he goes with it. Yeah, I hope, He should give L.A. Knight the, the million-dollar title. <laughs> he should. Yeah. There's a rumor that they're going to bring the million-dollar title out and use it again. God, I'm all about it. I'm fine with this. Hey, New Japan has like 17 singles championships oh, now. So 
I like well, DiBiase. It's good to see him on there doing stuff again. Two thirds of those New Japan titles are also vacant because of injuries. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, then you had Balor uh, Cross two. Um, I don't think it lived up to Balor Cross one. No, it was shorter. And um, I don't know. I mean, he choked him out again. I don't know where Finn Balor goes from this. I knew Cross yeah. wasn't going to lose. Yeah. Um, the hype was cool for it. The match was. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as the first time they fought. It was shorter. They didn't have a much. As much yeah, time it was on to, TV. The other one was pay per view. Time to work. But um, what do you do with Finn Balor now? Do you repackage him for Raw or SmackDown? Send them back up. Like, where would you put him? I think Monday Night Raw could use him. Um, I think he should go up to Monday Night Raw with his heel attitude. Mm-hmm. Not a, a good guy on there. I think it would be another good person to maybe have some of these other guys feud with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a great... I don't want to see the demon yet. No. He hasn't been it for so long and I haven't really missed it. I think the only time you bring back the demon is eventually if you can somehow fix it and work out the Fiend versus the demon at WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. If the Fiend, you can fix him and have him terrorizing people again. Yeah, because the Fiend is nothing now. Like He loses all the time. Like when he was unbeatable, because the demon has never lost. Demon's never lost. But he so, lost once to Samo- Joey Samoe. Was demon, he the demon? Yeah, in a cage match. Yeah. I mean, you haven't seen the Fiend at all. Yeah. I don't even know what they're doing with him. I don't know. From everything I've read, he needs. He said he wants time off. Like he's, I guess, you know, that's why he is, you know. And I think Vince was upset that he might have been out of shape that he was, you know, before. So well, maybe when you can get him back with live crowds again, you can start doing building them up because yeah. I think that would be a great WrestleMania match if like the Fiends yeah. went on a terror streak and then. Balor calls upon the demon to fight him, yeah. you know, like as someone that could beat him. We never did get the, that pumpkin versus Abigail match. Oh my god, yep. But what yeah, was, what was that? Ricketts? What caused that? No one was able to get that one. It was mumps, mumps. mumps. <laughs> but I think Balor could come to Raw and be cocky. Yeah. I tell you what, I would bring Balor up with Adam Cole together as a, in, a, in a group. And bring them to the main roster and have them team with AJ and, and like take over Raw. I think if we're if we're fantasy booking it and you have the elite on this other show doing everything that they're doing on yeah. AEW, if we were writing this show, right away I'd be like, Okay, I have AJ. I'm doing nothing with Adam Cole right now, he's taking time off. Yeah. I got Balor. I'm gonna put these three together. Come up with a name for him. Have him come to the main roster. You can even leave almost with him as their bodyguard and have mm-hmm. them start taking over Raw. You know, shit writes itself. That's yeah. three incredible dudes doing all former leaders of a Bullet Club in one more way, shape, or form. Yeah. And and do something cool with them. They won't. <laughs> but, you know. But people would go nuts if they did that, though. People, especially. You wouldn't even have get, to say why. Right, especially getting with the, crowds the again. Because they need to do something. The first night of crowds, I feel like they've got to do something big. Imagine doing that where AJ's out there and, like, messing with someone, and then Cole and Balor show up, and they beat everybody up in the ring, and it leaves too the, sweet th- each other. the three of them standing there too sweet each other with their big, huge bodyguard, uh, the guy that they have with them. The big crowd would go fucking nuts. Yeah. 
It would be good. Because I don't think they were ever in the Bullet Club together. They weren't. No. Maybe AJ and Adam, like, because... Cole and AJ, I don't know. Didn't AJ replace Balor after Balor already left? Yes. I think it was, like, the next pay-per-view or the next, you know, it was... Yeah. Yeah. But everyone knows what it means. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know... There's a better way than having their music play. Like, I, you know, you could have, you know, like AJ. If you put AJ in a triple threat match for like the number one contender, like let's say it's like, it's Drew McIntyre, AJ, and then they want some surprise opponent, and Adam Cole's music hits. People yeah. are gonna be like, "That's awesome!" And yeah. then like maybe during the match they do a little bit, and then like maybe halfway through, they do something, and then they, you know. Both turn on Drew. He lets AJ take the pin, and then all of a sudden, like maybe someone comes down, and then you know, then Balor's music hits, and then that's the fucking that's the pop right there. Yeah, that because this is nice to talk about. They won't do any of that. Oh, they won't do anything about it. Then <laughs> Balor come out be chasing the twenty four seven title. <laughs> I, I've I'm so conditioned now. I don't even want to think about cool stuff with WWE. I, know. I just want to be like, oh yeah, they're gonna because just... I don't get yeah. what they're doing with Adam Cole. I don't understand. I don't know if he doesn't want to go to the main roster and Triple H is just trying to protect him down there. For know. now, and he needed some time off because he was a workhorse for them for a while. Yeah, But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't get it. The golden prophecy. I don't know. But yeah, there's you got a lot of talent you could do stuff with there, but who the fuck knows. Speaking of talent, segue into my next topic here. This week, you had Jim Ross on his podcast where someone asked him, Who's the best wrestler in the world? Uh-huh. So Jim Ross says, I think the best wrestler in the act, active right now is Randy Orton. And it would have ended there. Because people would, it, they just let it alone. But then Jericho started. Jericho started tweeting out and he said, there's no way Orton, I've been in a ring with all these guys. There's no way Orton's the best wrestler in the world. The best wrestler in the world, hands down, is Kenny Omega. Because Kenny Omega carries the most important title in wrestling that's unchallengeable or something like that. Un- wow. Is he talking about the AAA title? No, he's talking about the <laughs> AEW title. He I says the, about impact. He says the AEW championship, which is untouchable or uncha- unchallengeable or something like yeah. that. It's the most prestigious title in wrestling. Kenny Omega's the best. And then it kind of died down a little bit. Then Omega, being like, I think in character, said... Yeah. I don't need or, or something. He called out Jim Cornette and Jim Ross, saying well, I God, the, I can't even get my name right. Yeah, he goes, and, he's like, I don't. I saw the one about that. He goes, I don't need someone who thinks I carry the WWE championship. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, I got a kick out of that. Yeah. So the debate started going on around, around, around I, about. Here's the thing. I think that whenever Jim Ross said that Kenny Omega is a good hand, yeah, was a big thing because a big hand, a good hand is like. You're a good wrestler, but you're never getting over. Like yeah. you know, and and I was reading somewhere where like that's the that was the that that quote there was what AEW and storyline used as the antithesis between Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears. Yeah, because in the ring, Cody Rhodes said, "Hey, you know, you're a good hand, but you're not as good as yeah." So like, good I, guy to have on a roster, but you're not the main event. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's so people have been debating who is the best. All these questions. I think this is one of those things that, like... It's opinion. It's opinion. How yeah. can you prove who's yeah. the best wrestler in the world? Now, well, if you look at the total package, like, 
Lex Luger? Just the, between those two. Yeah, it's Lex Luger is the best wrestler <laughs> of all time, but he's not active anymore. Between Kenny Omega and Randy Orton, Kenny Omega can do things in the ring that Randy Orton couldn't dream of doing. Right. But Randy Orton also tells stories that Kenny Omega wouldn't be able to dream of doing. Yeah, yes. Randy Orton's a much better heel, I think, than Kenny Omega is. Yes. Randy Orton, I think, is the best heel in wrestling if done right, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guys also did have two separate paths. Randy Orton is a generational wrestler. Mm-hmm. He had that background being Bob Orton's kid coming in, doing out where Kenny kind of went his own way. Did things that, like... People like Cornette hate because he did these goofy skits, wrestling a kid in a broom and a mannequin and all that, you know. But, like, they're both good in their own sense, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's just different for me. They're different types. You can't – there's no right answer to it. Because there's so many different things to consider and so many different – it's taste. I think, like, the comparisons fall – like, I think you can compare Randy Orton and a Chris Jericho. Because they were both like that old school WWE came up in the early 2000s, you know, that era. And, like, I think it's fair to compare careers mm-hmm. and say who maybe had the better career, who was maybe a, a better heel, better this. Mm-hmm. I think taking a guy like Omega, you should maybe compare him along with, like, the Ballers and Styles and the Owens of the world. You know, like, and the Zanes, maybe. Like... That indie guy wrestler that kind of made it to a mainstream show. I don't feel they match up. You know what I mean? They didn't come from the same paths. And here's the thing, too, is Randy Orton's a JR guy. JR signed oh, yeah. him oh, yeah. when he was young. That's part of that, you know, the class that they always talk about from OVW where it's him. It's Brock Lesnar. It's, it's John Cena. You know, it's Batista. It's, it's, it's all Sean those Benjamin. Guys. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all those guys. So. Do you think- and JR knows how to call a Randy Orton match. Yes. That's what he was used to calling. Yes. That bastard, the Viper, he got a, He has a hard time calling a Kenny Omega yeah. match. That's, he doesn't, he can't handle He doesn't relate to this stuff yeah. at all. He's too old for it. Yeah. So. I think it, like, you could put guys in this best wrestler in the world debate. I think AJ's name could be thrown into that mix. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'd put Will Ospreay in there. And it's tough because he hasn't went anywhere, but like, you know. I've never heard Will Ospreay cut a promo. I guess he's never really had to. Yeah. But, you know. I think Seth Rollins is really good. I think Roman Reigns is really good. I know a lot of people don't like Roman, but Roman is a good all-around talent, you know. I know he gets the family hand in and all that, but I mean... The guy can carry a match. He tells a good story. He cuts good promos. His Hill character is much more likable. He's a superstar. I'd put him up in the list, too, of top talent in the world. I like the Reigns yeah. stuff. I, you know, I I used to hate him whenever he was... But he was never, you know, developing as a character. He was always just the S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like, now I like what they're doing with him. It's different. Like... It's, 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 and there's a lot of people you could put in that. I mean, Okada should be in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? But there's so many of them yeah. that, you know, it shouldn't just come down to two guys. I mean, younger Jericho in his days was pretty all around. Oh, yeah. Really super. He's done a ton. I mean, his pedigree is huge. You know, yeah. he's older now. It got you know, the guy's fifty years old. It's different, but you mm-hmm. know, he can um, still go though. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. It's, uh, it's a preference. It's different styles, different mm-hmm. things, different mm-hmm. paths, you know. Randy Orton never wrestled in Japan and did all those things over there. He had a different path, you know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's a good conversation though. It's a good, you know, it's a good topic. Yeah. I don't know who I would say is the best in the world right now. Yeah, I, I don't know either. There's so much. There's so yeah, much there's so much good wrestling. It's so accessible it's, now. And I know who the best wrestler in the world is. Santino Morella. Dan Housen. <laughs> he is a good wrestling Housen. <laughs> the best Housen. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a debatable thing. You can make your case for a lot of it, but it, it it's different eras, different shows, different styles. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Randy Orton would fit in in an AEW world. You know? I don't know how you could say Randy Orton is the best right now because he's not even working on top. He's kind of at the middle of the card with this tag team thing with uh, oh, Matt yeah. Riddle. I mean, last year he was for most of the time. He he was. He comes and goes, Orton, into that picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. when you're a 13-time champion, like you've, right. you've been in the title picture a lot, you know? Randy's a different guy because, like, there's things that Randy wouldn't be like, I ain't, I ain't doing that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know. He's earned that. Yeah. It's true. I enjoy this stuff with him and Riddle. Oh, it's the best thing on Raw. I like that Riddle hit an Riddle. RKO this week. Yeah. And Orton said, all right, good for him. RK Bro. Yeah, I don't know who I would say the best right now is. It's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of guys I like. Yeah, I think we named a couple here. Yeah. That fit into so. that that fit into that world, you know. Yeah, no AEW this week, but um double or nothing this weekend. There's an AEW on Friday, ten o'clock. AEW Friday. And everyone's saying that this like from what I heard, double or nothing in the the epilogue or the after show is the start of almost like a new season for AEW. Okay. There there's apparently they signed some people that are gonna show up. Like, I thought they weren't all surprises. Well, maybe because of all this other stuff, they're going to start doing some, you know, surprises. Yeah. But stupid TNT. Yeah, <coughs> TNT. Um, maybe the surprises will be at the pay per view. Maybe that's why they can do it because they can surprise. <laughs> what night is the pay per view? Saturday. I think it's Sunday. I don't think it's Sunday. I kind of think it's Sunday. Well, if it's Sunday, we're going to watch it at my party. <laughs> and we'll have we'll have it outside. Uh, it might be. Uh, let's talk. While you look that up, let's talk ratings. Um, SmackDown was up a little bit. It was the only show that was up a little bit this week. Uh, still at one point eight three million. Uh, Raw dropped about um, a couple hundred thousand down to one point six. And then you had it's Sunday. It is. Then you had a big surprise that NXT dropped again down to six ninety eight. I thought the title match would up the ratings a little bit. It went down. Yeah, they promoted that a lot too. But again, on Tuesday you had playoff hockey and playoff basketball all going up against it, which hurt a lot of these shows this week. Yeah, because surprisingly, people are really watching playoffs this year. Playoffs. Playoffs. And then, um, yeah, of course, there was no AEW rating, so mm. you go from there. Hmm. It's not so fast. Yeah. Do you, it is Sunday, though, isn't it? It's Sunday. <laughs> it is. 
Uh, do you have a big screen TV to put outside? Um, no, but I can get a projector. Put on the side of the house. I may. Hey, Dubs, Sunday night. I, I was surprised they moved that to Sunday. Me too. Maybe that's their I always like that theirs are on Saturdays. Yeah, me too. Maybe this is their new thing. Cody Rhodes, the American dream. American nightmare. American. No, he's the American dream for this match. Oh, because he's fighting the UK? Dude. Yeah, because some reason Cody Rhodes thinks that we're feuding with the UK. <laughs> that we have a rivalry with the UK, so he's going to stand up for America and be the American dream one night only. Is he allowed to do that, I guess? I guess he goes to got some permission. I guess. He's American dream for one night only. Like for you know that bitter rivalry of us, the UK, <laughs> that no one knew we had a, fe- a feud going on with. Watch your stomach; he's gonna punch you so hard you bleed out of your mouth. You bleed out your mouth, Anthony Agogos. It's Anthony Agogo. We'll see how that turns out. We predicted last week, so we don't have anything to talk about there. We're already with Dolan. <laughs> well, I'll be honest; I can predict again and probably get different. Like I just don't remember what I did. There hasn't been any more TV, though. That's true. Wasn't there a whole bunch of dark evolutions and darks and all that? Yeah, it's like, I heard Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss broke up. Yeah, I heard oh, that too. Geez, what are we going to do? I didn't uh, even know they were still there. Yeah, poor Joey Janela turned heel. One thing we uh, we did have this week was a new episode of Dark Side of the Ring, Collision and I was Maria. disappointed in it. Really? I loved it. I loved it. That was the first one I didn't really like. Eh. I never heard that story before either. I was so excited Oh, really? So I heard that story about. told by a couple of different yeah. people already. I loved it. So maybe that's why I was... Like, I, I think the whole Too Cold Scorpio was trying to kill Hawk thing was total bullshit. I don't think that happened at all. I, I like, think he was just telling that story, and the people that can corroborate it are dead. I like what's, what you saw what Scott Norton said about it. I thought that was great. Yeah, he's like if he wasn't going through withdrawal symptoms, he would have killed him. He said he was been. A, did you did you watch it? No. Uh, so two's cold Scorpio talk about how he kicked the shit out of Hawk, and like Hawk wanted to fight him, and he beat him up, and he was going to make a shiv and stab him because Hawk kept punching him, and then Scott Nort was like, "Scorp can say what he wants." He was like, <laughs> "Mike was going through some shit." He's like, "Mike was on this drug because he had this problem and this problem." Uh-huh. He said, "In it, his body was in pain." He hurt all the time. He was fatigued. He said he wasn't himself. He said, Mike wasn't on that drug. Kicked the shit out of him. He's like, That's all I got to say about that. And he's like, Scorp can say whatever he wants. He's like, Mike would have killed him. Yeah, I've never heard, like, I've heard so many wrestling stories. And you're right. I don't believe when there's only one person alive that can collaborate a story. Like, I thought it was cool when he talked about how, like, when Scott Norton said they went to that one park and Muhammad Ali like took his jacket off and started shadow boxing in the park, in uh. in the in this park, and he said like we, all of a sudden we just forgot everything that was going on. We're like, holy shit, look what we're watching. And even like the North Korean soldiers who were like, we're all still kind of like whoa and like he did it and he's like we're the only americans that ever saw this he's like the news never saw this no one knows this happened he's like we're the only people that ever witnessed this he was like it was a really cool moment scott norton always seemed to me like a likable guy that has so many stories but he just doesn't want to talk yeah i liked him in it i thought he was good i like bishop's story about that he went for a run oh that story's great i've heard him tell that story a couple times and then people looking at him and he's like i thought that girl when i got back that they were were gonna kill her (laughs) As she let me out of their sight, and Scott Norton on the phone with his girl, with his wife, and she was like yelling at him. Then the phone cut out, and they took him in a room. 
They were going to execute him. He's like, they were going to execute me. He's like, they brought me in this room, and the guy was like, you don't make phone calls bashing North Korea. He was like, I'm going to die here. They're going to kill me. (laughs) There's no TV. You weren't allowed to do anything. I like when they were playing pool, and like, he, uh, he said that the, the, he scratched and the ball, animal or hawk scratched, and the guy took the ball off and took the pole sticks away from him, made him go upstairs. <laughs> he said that airport we went into in the hotel had five inches of dust because no one's ever been in that. They have the tourism. Wow. The lady told Bischoff, you're only like the seventh American to ever enter here who hasn't been shot or like arrested. <sighs> That's crazy. And they, the, the government didn't know they were there. They went behind the gov- U.S. government's back. Yeah. Okay, I remember hearing Bishop that. Bischoff didn't ask for permission. He just went. Yeah. So if they would have gotten killed there, we probably would have never even known. Yeah. yeah. What happened to them? And I like when he said when they started their match, like the people there were like, they were all hyped for the intro because they're like praising the, the, the dictator and yeah. everything. And then afterwards they were just quiet. And, and like Animal said, what, Hawk said, what the fuck is wrong with you people? We're performing for you. And they're like, shut up, Mike, where you're going to get us killed. And no one cared. And the only match they cared about was Inoki versus Flair because they knew Inoki. Yeah. Because of that story that they were like. Ricky Dozan trained yeah. him. Yeah. And they said that he was. And he was Korean. He was Korean. And when he died, his last words to the Japanese Akuza or whatever to kill them were like. All hell, North Korea. They're like Bischoff's. Like we don't know that. That's probably not true. Like, <laughs> well, he he was legitimately murdered because they found out he was Korean. Yeah, he was murdered in, in Japan. a bar because it was at that time it was the yeah. tension between it. Well, it's still not good, but yeah. So North he Korea won't get murdered on site now, but North, North Korea hype videos when you're in your country was that this guy loved North Korea and like Anoki's a North Korea sympathizer. Like, you know, cause, so like they cheered for Inoki. Wow. And then Inoki beat Flair, and they were going nuts, screaming and yelling. And Did he win the title that night? And then, he, then he just... No, there was not. There was no title. Oh, okay. Scott Norton fought for the uh, IWGP heavyweight title that night. Oh, okay. And lost. It's crazy. When they get out of the airplane, Ric Flair kisses the ground in Japan. <laughs> Said he ran down a step, started kissing the ground, going, I love Japan. <laughs> That's how it ended. Hugging, hugging soldiers and was stuff. That Rick, was it Ric Flair saying, telling the story? No, they didn't uh, have no. Ric Flair. They just had a guy with like the Ric Flair haircut uh, from the 90s. They only had Norton, <laughs> Bischoff, Anoki. Too cold Scorpio. Too cold Scorpio, yeah. Anoki how was, was Scorpio even involved? Like, so was it WCW guys? Wasn't he ECW? He, he was in WCW at the time. Uh-huh. He was an asshole in it. Like... He was acting like he was real cocky, like, you're too, too cold, Scorpio. You're <laughs> fucking Flash Funk. Yeah, no one cares about you, Flash Funk. Get out of here. It was funny because all the archival footage that they showed of him in the ring was a Flash Funk. Yeah. Good. And he was like, I was a high flyer before people were high flyers. and yeah, He was high on marijuana the entire yeah, time. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Norton was the best. Scott Norton was good in that. Yeah, I'd like to hang out with Scott Norton and just, like, Talk to him. Still you know, a big like looking a good dude, guy. isn't he? Though, still a big looking dude. Yeah. I gotta find a place to stream all these. I still enjoy when Buff Bagwell used to ride Scott Norton down to the ring. Oh, I know. <laughs> and he would point, and Scott Norton would go, "I don't care." To this day, I still love Vicious and Delicious. Yeah, that was good. They were a tag team that should have won some gold. They, they, they definitely should have. 
They were never champs. Wow. The outsiders were always champs. That's right. The NWO had the hell to say that the outsiders had them. They were great. I do miss Vicious and Delicious. They were great. Because Nord was so annoyed by him all the time. You could tell. Yeah. He was just like, oh. Yeah, I got this fucking guy. Will you calm down? Back we got a little home. bit of Scott Norton's background in that episode, too, which was nice. Yeah. How I got into wrestling and everything. Speaking of Bagwell, he was arrested this week. He was. Yeah. Because he hit somebody and then didn't stop. Like, he, like he fled the scene. And they said that, you know, and he's tried to claim that the, uh, the, the brakes or something, something was damaged during the, the, the accident. Because he he's buff and he's the stuff. Yeah. And the girls can't get enough. Bagwell. It's Ultimate Warrior tonight, right? Is it? I think so. And the Warrior's two parts, I think. Is it? I don't know if he is or not. Yeah, it's... They have a lot he had a episodes. WWE documentary this week, too. Yeah. They have a lot of episodes A&E. coming up. They I have know. two coming up that are a part of, like, um, some kind of, like, other wrestling league that I never heard of before. Is it Frontier Martial Arts? It is. I'll tell you right now. It is. Let's see. I was about to say something. I can't remember what I was going to say. You're gonna say oh, cool so way. I guess uh, Dana Warrior was upset about something with the the. the uh, oh, I'm trying. I'm having a hard time. Biography. The not the biography. The uh, Beyond the Mat. Uh, not Beyond the Mat. Dark Side, Dark Side of the Ring. Okay. And she called it smut and filth. So, of course, Dark Side of the Ring now has a shirt you can buy on Pro Wrestling Tees that just says, and they're fine, smut and filth. And I'm nice. Like, for like 24 hours or like three days or some shit. Like, so you have That's funny. Becoming Warrior tonight, next week in the shadow of Grizzly Smith. Oh, that's going to yeah. be fucked up. Uh, the Dynamite Kid. Then you have a show about Ion Crotori. Crotori. I don't know that. C R O I T O R U. Yeah, I don't know that one. Then you have the United States versus Vince McMahon. That's probably the steroid trial. Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. I don't know that one. That's the Japanese deathmatch, Fed. Oh, okay. Then you have Plane Ride from Hell. That should be fun. That'll be a good one. Luna Vachon. That'll be a good one. Extreme Pro Wrestling. XP That'll be good. be good. That's gonna be crazy. That's fucking. That's Supreme who got the New Jack tried to kill in the match. That's oh, that okay. whole thing. And then you have Chris Canyon Tandit. Oh, that's gonna be a good one. It'll be sad. Chris Canyon wasn't he Mortis? Yeah, it was Mortis. Wrath and Mortis. Yeah. Remember Wrath and Mortis fought Glacier, and it was just like thirty-five minutes of entrance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody do it because Glacier had an hour-long entrance. So yeah. did Wrath. Wrath, I always liked Glacier. Wrath was um had a bomb. But also what was his real name? Brian Brian Clark. Brian, Brian Clark. Clark, right. Yeah. yeah. Wrath and Mortis. Wrath and Mortis were cool back in the day. They were trying to <laughs> trying to uh get a video game contract from that. So, That's why they were doing all those like off the wall characters. Uh, okay. That's what Bischoff says, at least on his podcast. Yeah, he was trying to, to embrace the Mortal Kombat era. Glacier with all his frozen shit. He was Sub Zero, pretty much. Yeah, he was really original. Yeah, <laughs> he even wore the mask over his face. And he stuff. did. Glacier. <laughs> Wasn't Glacier in AEW at some point? Like, yeah, uh, it's part of Cody's 
he's, he's part of the Nightmare family. Yeah, he's part of the Nightmare family. That's right, Glacier. All right, Brock. Pop quiz. Who was who part of the cold front in the, the Chikara King of Trios? It was, was it two cold Scorpio, Glacier? Al Snow and D'Lo Brown. Why D'Lo? It's Al Snow, D'Lo Brown, and uh, Glacier. What does that D'Lo Brown have to do with cold? I don't know, but it was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be somebody else, but then they no showed, and they got D'Lo Brown last minute. Was it two cold Scorpio? It might have been. That's what I think. It was like there was all. I don't know if they were called the Cold Front, but it was like cold. Two. It was the Cold Front. <laughs> That's where I stole it from a HeroClix team. <laughs> And then they, they, they teased that one of them was going to be Iceman King Parsons, but I think he was dead at the time. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing better in, the, in a horrible tease that whenever we're watching, it's like the band gets back together. We're like, is the NWO going to be at King of Trios? And <laughs> it was great. So they have this whole promo, and you're thinking they're going to do like Hall, Nash, and Xbox going to be part of King of Trios. Because X-Pac had been there a couple times before. He has. There's one, two, three kid. He tied with Marty Jannetty. Like, he's a regular. And all of them were free agents. And they're just saying, the band gets back together. And fucking Shakara debuts a marching band leader called Archibald Peck. And that's, like, his big promo. And he comes on the big tall hat and, like, the walking stick and everything. And he comes to the ring. That's it. It's it was hilarious. I because they were like cutting these promos for a while. We actually I think that was gonna be the year that we were gonna go because I'm like if the NWO's gonna yeah. be there, we we gotta go. Yeah. And we find out that when we you know they debuted it was fucking Archibald Peck. So the guy that you didn't know what it, who he was. Yes. This Ion William whatever. He wrestled under Bruiser Bedlam. Johnny. Oh, he jo- robbed the bank and stuff. Johnny K nine. Okay. Terrace hey. Bulba and Terrible Turk. He was a jobber in WWE, but then like won world titles in other places. But yeah, he's but he's a bank. He was like a he's like a gangster like shit. He, yeah, he wrestled like, as a jobber in the <coughs> WWF, but was booked to win titles in several other promotions: Stampede Wrestling, okay. New Japan, Smoky Mountain, which means Cornette will be on. Well, if it's also if it's um, what'd you say? What was the first one? one of the one of them was the Quebec ones, or the Stampede, Stampede, Winnipeg, because then Jericho would be all about. He's it. a Canadian wrestler too. Jericho lived with him for a while, I think. Oh, okay. He died in 2017. That's probably why he's even the story told. Yeah, should be interesting. I mean, they make all of them interesting. I think you know. I gotta watch. Yeah, this. I wasn't a fan of this last one. I think it's because I'd already heard that story told. And, better. and I was shocked that I never heard of it before. Like, you know, even knowing WCW and, and wa- watching it at that time, I don't remember any of that. They never talked about it on TV. Yeah, it wasn't, like, advertised. Like, you could watch the pay-per-view. Or yeah. Like, I just liked the way it ended when Bischoff was like, yeah, you know, it's something you wouldn't do. He's like, but I still beat Vince. <laughs> like, you know, I had more. Because Vince's record was, like, 100,000 at that mania. Yeah. He had 190. He's like, yeah, I still hold the record. He's like, eh. you know, he's just out on his farm, and he's like, I beat Vince. That's all that matters. Yeah, especially back then, that's all that matters. It's yeah. probably the only reason he did it then, too. Yeah. yeah. Easy. <laughs> all right, there you go. Take us out. All right, everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends. Have a great evening. Later. Later.